sometimes we can pray just to impress people. Jesus warns us against being like hypocrites. And they sound like good people. He says they love to pray. What they love isn't so much speaking with God as being seen to be praying. And they're not praying because they want to communicate with God. They're not praying because they want to share their lives. They're praying because they want to use God as a means to stoke their own ego. Um, Dallas Willard very wisely says about this, he says that, that when we do that, our ego swells and our souls shrivel. Because if you think about it, if we are speaking and praying to other people, we are not connecting with the source of life. We're not connecting with our Father. We're not connecting with our only hope in this world. If anything, we are distancing ourselves from Him if our prayers are not actually to Him, but to each other. God's not rude. If we're not actually talking to Him, He's not going to intrude. If we're not actually talking to Him, it's because we don't actually want Him. If I'm praying so that I will look good and you'll be like, Whoa, man, that guy's... Whoa! That's the only reward I will get. You know, when, when you're praying in a group, uh, it's so easy to focus in on what others are thinking of you. And I wonder whether we just had prayer time there. I was praying, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, 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 I've got to say that, and I've got to use the right words, I've got to say the right thing. God forgive me. And I wonder how many of us didn't pray because, oh yes, um, what will they think of me? I won't say the right thing. I, 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 I don't, ah, I'm just worried about other people. Maybe we worry if, we, if we're being too honest. Maybe we're worried about what God will think of us, not what God will think of us, but we're worried about what other people will think of us if God doesn't answer. Maybe that's why we don't ask God to actually do things like heal people. We should be, shouldn't we? We should be saying, God, would you heal this person? We should be meeting together, we should be praying and saying, God, would you heal? But, but so often we don't do that. Because we're worried that, that maybe God won't do that and then everyone will think that my faith is pathetic because God didn't answer my prayer. Or, or maybe we, we throw in a, God, would you heal this person if it is your will? And that sounds good, doesn't it? That sounds really good and it is good to say if it's your will. But, but I wonder, so often when we pray as Christians, we don't say, God, do it if it is your will, because we really care about what God's will is. It's an out for us. Oh, it obviously wasn't God's will. It's not my fault. So often we can use our words and our prayer, and we do it uh, so that we've, we've, we're just protecting our own back. And it's not about submitting to God's will. It's just saying, yeah, and, and it's not my fault if nothing happens. If you think about it, um, when you're talking to someone, you don't always, you're asking them a question, you don't say, if it is your will. You just assume that if it's not their will, something different will happen. If I say to John, John, 
would you uh, please fetch me an extra chair? If it is your will. <laughs> or, Graham, would you please, um, would, you, would you be willing to take, my, take me to take my car to the mechanic? If it is your will. <laughs> That's ridiculous, isn't it? If it is your will is an attitude thing that we bring. It's, if, if we're really caring about God's will, it, it's a humility we come. And it's not wrong to say that your will be done. Jesus said, Father, take this cup from me, but not what I want, but what you want. That, that was genuine. That, that wasn't that wasn't the... If it's your will. That we so often throw out. Have you ever used or, or seen prayer being used as an excuse to share information? Oh God, I just pray for Sally over there. Uh, she's had a really sore back because last week she went in a car and she drove and then it was a long trip and then she got stuck at the red traffic light. And the person next to her uh, was being a bit rude to her so she turned her neck the other way and then she hurt her neck. And then she went to the hospital and there was a really long stay at the hospital guard and, and, and um, the nurses were really friendly guard and it was really nice of them to be there. And, and then I saw her guard and I just thank you for that. And I just, I really am, am just so thankful for that guard. And I just pray, yes please, um, where was I? Oh, oh yes, please make her better. Amen. And God's going there, um, yes, I, I know Sally. I was there the whole time. I do know everything. And so often we use prayer not as talking to God, but telling each other. But we wrap it up in a prayer. Why can't we just say, pause the prayer. Everyone, this is what I want to say. God knows about it. Right, God, would you please heal that person? Let's be honest about it. Maybe, maybe we can use prayer as a way of correcting people. Someone says something. Um, let me think of an example. Someone says, uh, uh, there's not enough food at the back table. God, thank you so much for all the people who provided the food at the back. I just am so thankful that you've got so much food at the back. It's really nice of you, God, to provide so much food. We're not talking to God. We're having a go at that person. Maybe we can even pray to cover our own backs. Maybe, maybe you've said something nasty to someone, and so you go, Oh, God, would you please bless that person? They're such a wonderful person, and I love them so much, God. And would you just bless them, God? I hope they're listening. Any of those sound any sort of familiar to you? They sound a bit familiar to me, mostly because I've done them all. God is very merciful and I'm very grateful for that. We've got to remember here, in, in, in this message that Jesus is giving, this sermon, he's not giving us a bunch of laws, he's describing the character of the kingdom. Perhaps, perhaps praying in public for people to approve of you isn't your particular area of hypocrisy. Remember, Jesus is giving an example. He's illustrating something here about, about, ooh, excuse me, about our relationship with God. And it's actually not about God. It's about people. Maybe prayer in public isn't an area where you struggle. 
But there are other areas, perhaps, where we can be tempted to use God uh, to just stoke our own ego. Oh, la, 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 God, you're so... God, you're so good! Boy, you poor people. Have you ever, have you ever noticed that? The temptation, everyone else has got their hands up in the air. Not this morning. I saw one person with their hands up in the air. And you go, oh man, I've got to be holy like they are. <laughs> or, or leading from the front. Or being involved at, at the front. What are people going to think of me? Or welcoming people at the front door, or doing morning tea, or standing doing coffee, or packing up. All these ways that we are serving God. Or giving to those in need. Because we, because we love God, is because we, we want people to think we're nice. As a teenager, uh, I wanted to be part of the church band. I think I wanted to be part of the singing group up the front. Because I love God so much. And everyone's going to think how brilliant I am. More the latter than the first, I think. We, we can be tempted to care more about what people think about us than what God thinks about us. And Jesus says to us here in verse 6, He says... When you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you. Pray to your Father in private. And your Father who sees everything will reward you. Jesus says, rather than being worried about people, you know, go, go and pray in private. Literally, go where there is nobody other than you. And God who, who is in secret. Your Father is everywhere. You, you can't get away from Him. There's nowhere that you can go where God is not. And, and when, we, when we go where we are alone with God, we are actually robbing ourselves of the opportunity to be doing it for other people. As soon as you bring people into the equation, it's not just about my relationship with God, it's about you. You know how much more wonderful it would be if I preached to an empty congregation every day? Because there would be absolutely no temptation to be worried about what you think of me. Now, I know you think I'm brilliant by your way that you reacted earlier. But there's always that temptation. And there's that temptation with prayer as well. And it's really good advice for us to rob ourselves of the opportunity to show off. And remember, Jesus is not giving laws, he's giving illustrations. It is so easy to go away and pray by ourselves and totally miss the point. And come back to church the next week and say, Nick, thank you so much for that sermon. I went and I prayed for three hours every day all by myself. And I'll go, wow, that is incredible. I'm really proud of you. And God goes, yeah, I just wish you were praying to me and not for Nick. And we can do it very casually as well, can't we? Says Susan to Graham, oh yes, no, I went home and yeah, I prayed for three hours. Just in conversation. I'm not picking on you, Susan. I don't know how long you pray for. I don't want to know. 
but we can accidentally let slip so that people will think how, how good a Christian we are. See, what matters is not what we do, but our motivation. If we pray to be seen to be good Christians, that's, that's our reward. But if our prayer is a time for us to just be with our Father, that's a much better reward, isn't it? To be with our Father. Remember last week, C.S. Lewis says that, that uh, the reward, the uh, natural reward of something is that something brought to fulfillment. And the reward of spending time praying with God and only God is a closer relationship with God. Uh, if we're spending time alone with God, uh, God can become more precious to us and, and, and our lives become opened up to God and we stop hiding things from God, and, uh, which is a stupid thing to do because God knows everything, but we try and do that. And, and the more we get to know God, the more we open up and say, yes, God, look at that, look at all of that. It's, it's, it's good, it's bad, it's a mess, it's a beautiful thing, and, but... Have all of me, God. And God says, yes. And, and, and just so you know, you are my child and all that I have is yours. And, and you get to share the mind of Christ. And I, I want to be in this relationship with you. And, and I'm so glad that you're just spending time with me. And, and you're focused on me, not about what they're thinking of you at the back. Maybe if we spend time with God, we get more of a relationship where God answers our prayers. Who here has ever been disillusioned that God just doesn't seem to answer your prayers? Who here is lying? So often I wonder if our prayers, or sorry, I wonder if so often our prayers are not answered because they're not actually prayers to God. Communication is, is vital to any relationship and it's, it's, it's important when it comes to God as well. And Dallas Willard says this, he says, The visible side of your life when you're spending time alone with God will involve highly significant events that cannot be explained in terms of the visible world. Or to put it better, God can do unimaginably more than we can imagine. And the best way to combat temptation for people to approve of you is to, is to go and pray secretly. Isn't it true that the person that we are when we're alone is the person that we really are? Isn't it true that when there is no one else around, the things that occupy your mind, the things that occupy your heart, the things that you do, that is the person that you really are? And I've got news for you that the person that you, you really are will leech out. And the good news is that the person who we are is transformed as our mind is renewed. And our mind is renewed as we spend time with God. Now, Jesus, by the way, isn't here saying that it's wrong to pray in public. Because if it is wrong to pray in public, we're in trouble because Anna Marie just made us all sin. That's not what Jesus is on about though. I mean, uh, Jesus prayed in public. 
the disciples prayed in public, the church prays in public. In fact, uh, in the very next verses, Jesus says, here's a prayer for you guys, and it begins with our Father. Our is plural, which means you've probably got more than one person praying it. But even when we are praying in public, I think our, our prayers are meant to come from who we are in private. It's meant to be the case that we're praying to God and we couldn't care less what people think about us. Remember the story of Daniel who was told that, that there was an edict that you were only allowed to pray to the king? And, and Daniel heard about this and the, the command was, if you don't, well, you're going you're to die. And Daniel heard the edict, I'm not allowed to pray to God, I must, the edict, the command, I'm not allowed to pray to anyone except the king. Daniel got out his mat and he went into the same place where he prayed and three times a day he got down and he just prayed to God. Didn't care if anyone saw him because quite frankly that didn't even enter into his mind. Why, why should I care what people think I'm talking with God? I'm talking with my God. You know, the way that we learn to care less about what other people think about us when we pray is to get comfortable talking with God. It is, it's very easy to talk about someone if we don't actually have a relationship with them. If you think about it, God is standing right here with us and we can talk about Him. But if we actually know Him and we're friends with Him and have a relationship with Him, it's really tough to be talking about God and not to God. Remember, this is all just an example um, about how we interact with God. Let, let's change it a little bit. What about worship? Do you worship God the same way you do in private as you do in public? Do you worship God on a Sunday morning only? If there was nobody else here, if you were all alone, would you still be worshipping God and singing about how good He is and how great He is? Or do you only do it so that all of us will look at you and go, wow, good voice. Or wow, they love God so much. So Jesus says, don't pray to impress other people. And I know uh, our time is running out because the Sunday school kids are back, so we've got to hurry, hurry, hurry. Don't pray to impress other people. But here's the, just the, almost the last thing I want to say to you guys is, don't pray to impress other people, but also, for goodness sake, let's not pray to impress God. Don't pray to impress God. Jesus says, don't babble on like the Gentiles, like, like the non-Jewish people who don't know about God. Don't babble on as if your many, many words make better results. It, it's diarrhea of the prayer sort. And prayer diarrhea comes from fear. It comes from a fear that God 
won't answer, that God doesn't care, that God's actually not impressed and, and I've got to force God to do what I want God to do. So I'm just going to say it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And I'm going to use the right words and I'm going to get the perfect thing and then God will do what I want Him to do. There's a beautiful one of my... One of the really great stories in Acts is the story of some Jewish exorcists. I think it's Acts 17 or 19. And, and they've heard about Jesus and they've heard about Paul and they, they want to cast out some demons. And they go, right, let's do this. And they go and they meet this guy who's got demons in him. And they go, okay, in the name of Jesus and Paul who preaches about him. I think words like that, in the name of, of Jesus and Paul, uh, get out. And the demons turn to them and, and, and they say... Well, we've heard about Paul and we know about Jesus, but who are you guys? And, and these Jewish exorcists are beaten up and they're, they're basically sent out, I think almost naked. Their clothes all torn off and they're just, they're just cast out. Because they thought if I use the right words, if I say the right thing, that's all that's needed. Then, you know, God will just have to do the right thing and, and do what I tell him to. And Jesus says, for goodness sake, don't babble on. Have you ever done that? Have you ever babbled on in prayer? I know that sometimes I will get caught praying the same thing again and again and again. In particular, uh, if, if I'm feeling guilty about something, I will, I will pray and I will apologize to God for it. And then I'll pray and I'll apologize to God for it. And then I'll say sorry. And then for good measure, I'll say sorry again. As if, if I show enough remorse, then God will forgive me. Or else, have you ever, have you ever done something like lose a key? Oh God, let me find the key. Please God, I just need to find this key. God, please, this key's missing and I'm really worried. God, please help me find this key. I'm looking everywhere. God, where is this key? Please God, help me find this key. Now if that's done out of a genuine heart and you're just worried and you're just stressed out, God understands, but I don't know, sometimes we just babble on to God as if if I pray enough, God will come through. How ridiculous. How ridiculous to pray like that. This is Jesus. God's not a machine. I, I believe that's what he's getting at. He's, he's not a machine. God actually does hear us. And God doesn't answer our prayers because we pester him enough. It's not as if God won't answer until we like, push him over the edge with the weight of our prayers. God loves us. He's our Father. He, he has done everything for us. He, he will always look after us. He, he loves us. Prayer is connecting with God on that level of our spirit, of our heart, of our will. It's sharing life with God. It's, it's not pestering Him. Incidentally, this is not Jesus having a go at prepared prayers, liturgies, and things like that. If it's from the heart, it's what matters. This is all, the Sermon on the Mount is all about who we are on the inside. Jesus says, don't be like the babblers, your father knows what you need. And yes, he knows, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't still pray. We, we can go and say, God, I... I need this. Uh, uh, this is where I'm struggling in life. This is where I'm worried in life. God, would you, would you be with me in this? Would you share this life with me? 
I need you. I'm, I'm dependent on you. And God will say, yes, of course, I love you. If we're struggling with something, tell God. If we're tempted or defeated or we feel shallow or distracted or lonely or depressed or joyful or, or anything, tell God. He knows about it already and He wants to deal with it with us. Because He loves us. Jesus assumes we're going to be praying. It's so tempting for us to pray for the purpose not of speaking and sharing life with God, but for impressing you, impressing each other, and for impressing God. And really when we do that, it's not about you, and it's not about God, it's about me and my ego and me seeming to be so super spiritual. Jesus says, if, if you're worried about looking good, look good. That's good for you. Nice. That's not a relationship. I want more. God wants more than just us using Him. He wants us. My brothers and sisters, I, I challenge you this week. Find somewhere where you can be alone. Sit down and say, God, I'm here. Would you speak with me? And just, just sit there and rest a while. And just listen. And then just say, God, okay, here's, here's where I'm at in life. This is what's making me happy. This is what's making me sad. This is where I'm struggling. And then say, God, where are you at? Where's your heart at? What... What are you worried about? Uh, yes, technically God doesn't worry, but where's your will, God? And I wonder whether we want to hear the actually what we want to hear in the first place. I love you. Got many big things that I want to do in this world and I want to use you for it, but I love you. The best, best thing that any of us can ever hear is not each other saying how good we are, but it's God saying, <coughs> I love you. I love to hear your voice. I love spending time with you. Be precious to you. I pray that for me and for you, God would be more precious than anyone and everything else. Because He loves us. Let's pray.